Hey guys, welcome to the Mortgage Man podcast brought to you by Tenta Financial Advisors. In this podcast, we break down everything you need to know about buying a first home, your second home, your 10th home, investment properties, as well as touching on KiwiSaver, how to bid at auction, and of course, insuring yourself and your property. Each episode, we're either going to interview a specific guest or cover a specific topic. Now, we may not be professionals in creating podcasts, but we definitely are when it comes to buying property number one through 100. So listen up, and if you have any questions, please feel free to email us at hello at tanta.co.nz. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Mortgage Man Podcast. I'm here with Chris Brown. I am Aaron Cattell, the hey Mortgage guys. Man, technically. And Chris Brown is from Tenta, who is also, I mean, we work together, pretty much the same company. We're friends. <laughs> we're friends. Um, so today we're going to talk about uh, total debt to total income ratios. And the reason we're talking about this is because the Reserve Bank has announced that this is going to be a new tool that they're going to uh, request banks use to help uh, assess mortgage lending, essentially. Yeah, I, and I guess uh, the easy, easier way to put it is how much income do you have and they put a number on it versus how much you can borrow. And so typically, uh, I'm going to use five times multiplied just so easy maths but they are using six or seven at the moment but if you earn a hundred grand five times your income you can only borrow five hundred thousand dollars so very quickly you can see that it limits your borrowing doesn't matter what other things you've got if you've only got a hundred grand of income you can only borrow five hundred grand of money yeah so that's your yearly income between your whole household Um, so a good example of of that is if someone had, in that example that you just said, a $50,000 deposit, they could add that $50,000 on top of that 500000 and that means they could buy a house for 550000 That is obviously very basic math. Um, it obviously gets quite tricky if you have a couple of investment properties that have mortgages against them, plus the rent that you get, plus all this other stuff. Now you use the example of seven, uh, five, sorry, Right now, um, we're already, well, maybe not right now, but previously we were already seeing some banks implementing this rule as a reason to defer some applications, right? Yeah, that's correct. They were were starting to get quite picky on the fact if you had uh, too much income coming from a border or from rental income, they were worried that if those uh, tenants disappeared or your borders weren't there, you had... Um, sorry, <laughs> that was my fault. Break, breaking the concentration. <laughs> yeah, so they were worried that if you had too much income coming from your other sources, being rental or tenants, um, that if they disappeared, you were screwed. So they've said, reliant only on your income, how much can you borrow? And they started cracking down on it. Um, seven is the magic number that some of the banks are working to some of them are cracking down if you're like in a funny uh, uncertain job or um, industry they're, they're even more picky and starting to say six and Reserve Bank is saying shit just put a blanket no one over six which will really 
you know, how are you going to buy that $1.2 million first home, which we're starting to see in Auckland with, um, you know, your average salaries? Okay. So um, it could have massive implications. So have they actually come out and said six is the, the number they're going to choose? Or have they, because I know they've obviously mentioned they're going to implement this, but they haven't. To my knowledge, they haven't actually decided what that ratio number is going to be. No, no, no. So they haven't <coughs> put a figure on it. They're trying to figure out how it will affect the market. What they have said is they are going to do something. And so what we're seeing at the moment is uh, it's actually left up to the banks on what they um, choose themselves. So we're seeing a massive difference in... So, for example, ASB right now is really tough on it. Um, we're seeing a lot more decline from ASB because they have uh, harsher rules on your total debt income ratio, whereas the likes of uh, ANZ and Westpac are far more lenient right now. Yeah, so ASB, they're using that seven number. And I find it interesting this because... They have servicing calculators where they put in all this, your expenses, your income, your debt, all this stuff. And do you find that it's just another reason or another thing that banks can use as a way to decline people? Because surely it's, there's not going to be many applications that service on their calculators that are over a seven debt to income ratio. I think it is them taking the option to be picky with what they with with what clients they take on board. Um, they are all kind of coming up with their own rules at the moment, uh, which is frustrating for us. We love. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, often you, it works on paper. You send it off to the bank, and they turn around saying, mm, "No thanks." Um, so I, I think a good example would be one I had last week on the calculators. It said they could borrow eight hundred and fifty thousand because there was a good <coughs> rental income out of the property. They're, they're still living at home, but they came back and said no, only a sixty thousand dollars salary there. We'll only lend you seven hundred grand, even though with the rent they could borrow eight hundred and fifty comfortably. So, so in that scenario, it worked on the servicing calculator, but it didn't work on the debt-to-income ratio. That's correct. There was yeah. too much rental income there for them to be comfortable with it. Um, Which they would have scaled down, right? They scaled it yeah. down. They increased. They took rates. They took all the expenses in, into consideration. They only used 75% of the income. Um, so, it's yeah, it's an interesting time. Yeah, I think that represents just the banks being a bit more risk-averse than maybe previously. Um, which, yeah, is. I think I think what's what's happening is that the Reserve Bank is really jumping in and forcing the banks to do something. So they're all saying, "I'm doing good, sir. Please look at me," <laughs> um, and trying to figure out where they sit on their own. But um, the Reserve Bank is really, and so when I say Reserve Bank, I mean the government is really kind of jumping in and putting. Uh, their foot down and saying we've got to do something here uh, mm. which is interesting and, and the reason they're choosing is that it's stopping um, investors buying because in that that scenario right the the investor with the with the rental, rental income yeah. can't buy that house anymore so that for them right is job done that's what we want we don't want investors buying all our properties 
um, unless they earn good money themselves and then we just can't stop people if you earn really good money there's you can just do it on your own but <laughs> if you're rich you're rich yeah but the unintended consequence which i think is the really big can we thing. hold that thought okay yep. i've got more questions before we go into that okay the unintended consequences do we think that that's actually going to work if we just say across the board seven is the maximum that you can have as the ratio across the board whether you're an investor or not is that going to have the intended result or does it need to be jigged? Does it need to be more of if you're a first home buyer buying an owner occupied, you can go higher. But if you've got investment property in your portfolio, then it needs to be lower. So, for example, a seven for first home buyers and a five for investors. I think it depends what your, what your end goal is. And I think the government at the moment has said our first goal is to slow the property market down and everything they're doing is to slow the property market down um, and the reason they're trying to slow it down is to make it more affordable for first home buyers uh, and get more and stop investors buying but what has happened is it's slowed down and it's become harder for first home buyers and um, new builds so the uh, sorry for investors so if you're just trying to slow the market down, yes, it's going to work. It definitely is going to work. I'm seeing clients who would have bought houses a month ago can't do it, and so they've got to go back to the drawing board. But if you're just trying to make it um, better for first home buyers, there needs to be some they need to be careful with how they do it because it, there are going to be a lot of things that change it. Yeah, so they put a blanket rule in, but that doesn't make it easier for the first home buyers. It just makes it the same for everyone. And if the, are the harder the, for everyone. Yeah, and the next problem is if you make it too easy for first home buyers, well, they're their own worst enemy. They get excited. They all compete against each other and drive the prices up, anyways. And then we're at the same position <laughs> where you're trying to cap people's income, and you know, if I give you $20 and said you can spend as much or as little as you want, you're going to spend $20. <laughs> so we've got to be careful there. Yeah. So going back to your sentence before I rudely interrupted you, unintended consequences. A lot of the, the rules that we have been uh, recently, I guess, exposed to with the Reserve Bank and the government have kind of had unintended consequences. Do you see that this will as well? I definitely think there's a bunch of things that could potentially happen uh, that they don't mean to. So, if, for example, if they do put a blanket rule in, um, that is going to stop a lot of first home buyers getting your million dollar properties. Because um, you'd have to earn, if you're doing what, a blanket rule of seven, you'd have to earn one seventh to get a million dollar property. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, um, the well no if, if you're buying that million dollar that million dollar property with 10% deposit. a 10% deposit to get that $900,000 loan you need a family income of almost 130 grand and so if we put it any lower than 7 or it's you know we're going to price a lot of first home buyers out because 130,000 is is pretty standard across most first home buyers and, and a lot of people don't actually have that already mm. So if we're, if we're not careful, we're going to price a lot of the new builds, uh, a lot, lot of first home buyers out of the new build market anyways, um, which is not 
definitely not what they're trying to do. So maybe that needs more refining. It needs to be if you're a first-time buyer or if you're buying a new build, then this debt-to-income ratio can be higher. I guess the problem of that is then you are putting people into a lot more debt than they could want to be in. I don't know. Like We're in a situation where if you want to buy a house, you're going to have a mortgage and you're going to have debt. And that's just the reality of it. Yeah, I think I think the time for this is probably a little late because we're already at a, a point where houses cost so much that a debt-to-income ratio, you're already uh, at the upper limits of what you should be. Um, you know, like a, a young family with two incomes, having $900,000 of debt is a lot. Um, and so putting in these kind of things to slow it down is you know the prices are already too high for this to kind of um have a big effect yeah in my opinion but um it's definitely gonna definitely gonna be an interesting time to see how they actually force the banks to do things yeah because today's day is the 13th of august so a lot of the media at the moment is saying that house prices are going to drop do you believe just a real quick little ending to this podcast episode do you think they're going to drop do you think they're going to flatten out do you think they're going to continue to increase i definitely don't see them dropping there's far too many people that have been waiting for it to drop and have slowly realized it's not going to drop um i hope that it slows down but I I kind of see that there's still not enough houses, there's still not enough thing. like listings have gone, have dropped all the changes have done have mean that investors aren't selling, there's not as many properties to buy and it's so it's tough to see them going backwards, they're either going to hold or go up even further for a little while longer as far as I'm concerned yeah I think uh, they're going to slow down the increase but they're still going to increase alright and that's it I reckon 13 minutes on Friday the 13th is the length of this podcast so um, for those of you listening if you want to get in touch you can email chris at tanta.co.nz aaron at tanta.co.nz or just check us out tanta.co.nz and that is spelled T-A-N-T-A um, until next time have a good Friday and we will speak to you guys soon catch you later